Does your vision for business match what you see happening on a daily basis? Welcome to Jim White's Circle of Success, where Jim White brings it all together. For over 30 years, Jim White has worked with organizations and individuals worldwide to help develop and implement excellence. You'll get the inside story on how to create innovative leaders from one corner of your company to the other. Get everyone on your team contributing to the bottom line. Keep building revenue even when the economy and your customers have flatlined. And more. Jim White's Circle of Success Radio covers it all, from communication to contract negotiation, from personal fulfillment to revving up cash flow. It's not about theories. It's about showing you what works and how to make it work for you. And now, here's your host, Jim White. Good morning, everyone. I am Jim White, and we're coming to you live from Carmel, California, on a beautiful Saturday morning, October the 8th, 2011. 2011, excuse me. Already got a little frog in the throat, and this is live radio, as you know. So once again, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the effects at the uh, what we have termed in the United States the Great Recession has uh, changed life. We're going to look at has changed the American uh, way of life. And then in the uh, second uh, segment uh, of the show, we're going to uh, uh, revisit and we're going to talk a, l- a little bit about Steve Jobs. Uh, and uh, I am not the only host around the world that's uh, uh, paying tribute to uh, uh, Steve, as we've all – it's amazing how you've become a fir- uh, first name uh, and, and a household name around the world isn't it? and the effect that he's had on the globe in so many uh, positive ways. So we're going to spend some time uh, uh, paying our, our respects as well in the last uh, segment of the show. So, you know, this great recession, and there's been 13, 13 such uh, recessions uh, that we've faced, uh, the American public has faced and has had and endured, I should say, since the Great Depression from 1929 to 1933. Now, none has presented a more punishing, and when I was looking at choosing the words this morning, punishing, and I think that's an appropriate word for us to use, punishing combination. There's a combination of length and the breadth or the depth uh, that this one has uh, created uh, for America. And it's, uh, it's, we're into our 30 months, 30 months of this, uh, this huge uh, recession now. More than half, or 55 percent to be uh, to be exact, of all of the adults in the labor force uh, say that since the Great Recession, and once again 30 months ago, uh, they have suffered a spell of unemployment, a cut in pay, reduction in hours, or have become involuntary part-time workers. Now, this is according to a uh, Pew Research uh, and Center of Social and Demographic Trends Project. And I just want to uh, say thank you very much for all of the wonderful work that uh, all of the researchers and the authors do at Pew. I'm a huge fan, have been for years, so thank you for that uh, wonderful work that you present for us. Now, in this survey, uh, they also finds that the recession – has led to a new new spending and borrowing habits of Americans. And it's also brought forth a diminished diminished uh, set of expectations about their retirement and their children's future and a concern that's going to take several years at a minimum. And this is the sad part about this, several years at a minimum. Uh, for our family's finances and the house values to recover. Yes, several years. Now, we're leading into the 2012 uh, presidential election, and for our regular listeners, you know that we have uh, constantly um, uh, pitching and, and out in the forefront of, of encouraging Congress and the administration and the Senate uh, 
to do the work at hand to be able to put forth a long-term funding bill for the uh, surface transportation and for FAA and for water improvements and sewage and infrastructure and a jobs bill uh, in place so we can get people back on the payroll. If you listened to the show last week, we talked about uh, domestic violence, right? and how uh, the increased severity of domestic violence, and a lot of it's been attributed to unemployment. So it all is connected, and we've got to be aware of that. Uh, so I, I'm just reaching out to you to uh, uh, get involved and, and allow your voice to be heard at all times. Okay, It's very, very important in a respectful, peaceful way. Now, the survey findings are not all bleak and, and and I find this very interesting and and I don't really get this but I'm going to give you the numbers uh they're saying that 62% of Americans believe that their personal finances will improve in the coming year I yeah I don't know but anyway that's that's what the research is saying and a small but growing minority this is what's also I, I find very interesting 50, 15% now say that the national economy is in good shape. I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, uh, good folks at Pew, uh, these numbers, but they are what's been reported here. And Pew has such a strong, uh, solid reputation uh, in, in preparing for the show and doing our research and all the things that we do to be able to bring you uh, inspiring and uh, content each and every week. Uh, you know, we we do the fact. Uh, check-in, if you will, in our research. So this is this is what they're saying. But let's take a further look. Let's just drill down on this. My favorite word, as you well know, is drill down on these uh, uh, these these numbers and let's see let's see what exactly is going on. Now, let's take a look at some uh, some key key findings. Now, we talked about it's, it's talked about the recession at work. And the work-related impact of this recession uh, extends far beyond the 9.7% who are unemployed or the 16.6% who, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, are either out of work or unemployed. Remember last week I was talking about that the federal government is saying the, uh, the, the reported is 13 million and the actual is 24 million, and I didn't get it then, and this continues to bring these numbers into light. Now, uh, the studies find uh, that about a third or 32% of all the adults in the labor force have, have been in, unemployed for a period of time during this recession. Now, I would be remiss if I did not bring up construction. You know, we've been we've been we've been on this for weeks and weeks and weeks, and the high unemployment in the construction trades, uh, the infrastructure. Uh, you also uh, know that I have been bringing to light. Uh, how how bad our infrastructure is and 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 the fatalities and the need and the need is so great that if we could uh just get some action uh in from the white house and and also from both uh, sides of the aisle to be able to get uh, uh you know to get some bills passed so we can have some long term uh funding in in place it's going to go a long way in putting people back to work now, 55% of adults in the labor force say that during the recession, uh, once again, they, they have, have experienced these uh, unemployment times, right? So these are huge numbers, huge numbers. And also, as we continue to look at what the American people are saying, uh, and they said, you know, once again, it's not over yet. And, and I, I certainly agree with that, and uh, I think uh, you know me well enough by now that I'm pretty much of an optimist. Uh, I, I I am. I, I believe I'm a true, uh, true, through, blue apple pie supporter. There's not a greater nation on earth 
than uh, the United States, in, in my opinion. And it also uh, is not a greater nation to be the world leader as well. And we're certainly uh, slipping in that regard. Having our, uh, our our workforce and the recessions and all these things in place in the greatest uh, nation in the world and having all of these uh, individuals unemployed, walking the streets, losing their houses, uh, the suicide rate, I mean, you name it. It is absolutely, uh, it, it's just unconscionable that we, we, the greatest nation on earth, are experiencing this. So it's time for bold leadership from all segments, from the private to the public across, for us to really get involved in this, get on, and it's get on with the work at hand. Now, 54% of the uh, say that the U.S. economy is still in a recession, and that's our belief. So it's 54% of us are saying that. And it's interesting that 41% will begin to come out of the recession, and just 3% say the recession is over. Now, as I look at the breakdown, uh, it, 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 it's just fascinating. 57% Caucasians are more inclined than uh, 45% of the blacks and 43% of Hispanics say that the recession is ongoing. Now, the Republican uh, uh, Republican group, or 62%, are more inclined uh, than 43% of Democrats to, to say it's the same. So we have this mixed uh, mixed bag, and I, I I just wonder how we come up to these uh, to, to these decisions uh, with the amount of unemployed, with the amount of um, individuals that are continue to lose their houses, and that's another thing that just absolutely sets me free. And I don't understand why we have not taken a more aggressive posture uh, in the United States from the Congress and for all the banks that has all these non-performing uh, uh, residential loans on the books instead of doing foreclosures, kicking people out, flooding the market, coming up with a program to say, okay, we all screwed up, we everybody, the people that obtained loans that should not – have been able to do so, and for the lenders that gave those loans. So we we all have a, a cross to bear here. We all have some responsibility, but I tell you what, if we would just kind of like some of the bailouts, we don't do a bailout. It's, it's, it's get the right off. It's, it's re, return these loans to current value and say, let's go forward and let's make it another. Let's get it over with. I don't understand why that has not been floated. In, in a way, versus a one at a time, and when this happens, you put a house on the market, uh, it, it's the price to press, it's going to bring the other values down. This is not rocket science, folks. So it's something that I think we could, uh, we, we, we must learn from, and um, it, it, it's, it's just mind-boggling in my mind. Now, I talked about in the uh, uh, opening of, of the show about how Americans are cutting back on their spending uh, since the recession uh, began in, in December of 2007. Now, just only 6% of the uh, people surveyed said that they increased their spending. And they were asked to predict their spending patterns once the economy recovers. Now, it's interesting that 31% say that they plan to spend less. So it's a, a different uh, a different approach, different look at uh, how we should uh, be uh, more responsible with our money. Now, 12% say that they uh, plan on to spend more. A majority say they expect to spend about what they did before the recession. Now, as it relates to the uh, family finances, about half or 48% say that they are in worse financial shape now than before the recession began. Now, it's interesting that 21% of the people say that they're in better shape. I wonder who those 21% are uh, that say they're in better shape. Uh, what do you think? And you can certainly uh, call in and voice your opinion at 619-768-7298. Once again, 619 
768-7298. Love to hear from you. So as we continue to look at some of these numbers, and I know, once again, that I have a tendency in, in, to quote hard numbers because remember the mission of the show is to inspire and educate and, 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 and suggest some strategy and specific call to action and some real accountability across the road. That's what we're here to do each and every week, okay? Now, let's take a look at the uh, uh, income. Group by income, those with annual household incomes below 50000 are the most likely to say that they are in worse shape. Interesting. And, 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 and I get that. Group by age, those in late middle age, 50 to 64, are most likely to say this. Also, government data shows that the average household wealth fell by about 20% from 2007 to 2009. went down by 20%. Now, principally because of the decline in house values that we talked about and the retirement accounts. This is the biggest meltdown in U.S. Uh, household wealth since the post-World War II era. This is a big deal. So we need to uh, really keep our eyes uh, eyes on that, right? Now, as we continue to look at these um, uh, you know, these, these, these meltdowns and then how America has changed, as a, result, as a result of the Great Depression, which started in December 2007. Once again, we say it's a slow road to recovery. And I, I, I agree with that totally, this slow road to recovery. Uh, but what we can learn from this is, uh, is huge. And the biggest thing that we can learn is to make sure that we are always taking a leadership position. Uh, from your uh, finances uh, to your who you're going to uh, send to Washington and other uh, public service positions to represent you. You have a voice, you have a strong voice, and like I said, as long as that's done in a respectful and peaceful way. Now, it's interesting from the slow recovery, and, and I have this is my personal opinion as well, that we're about three years, we've got about three more years of this, and, and, and I'm, I'm no economist, but I've been around long enough, and I've seen, a, trying to been through the majority of these recessions, I've seen a lot, so we, so we still have some challenges ahead of us. And it's also interesting, uh, as far as the job market is concerned, that uh, especially for the uh, older uh, adults, 50, 55, up, very difficult uh, on the job market to go out and get a new job. And the people that are being able to secure a new job are coming back and into that job that are, uh, you know, paying less than they had before. Now, also a reality in my mind that uh, we must face for that age group, say 55 and above. You know, competing with the younger uh, job seekers, it's one of those things that I, I think is challenging, and um, it, it's something that I think that we need to take a serious look at where you spend your time in looking for this unemployment and always uh, you know, going to and rejection and rejection and rejection. Uh, something that I believe in very strongly is more of the entrepreneurial route from that age group. You have a lot of experience, and I, I think instead of uh, spending time and going out and trying to compete with the younger workers, uh, you need to look at some way that you can, uh, you know, go in business for yourself. Uh, I, I think that's a, I think that's a better route uh, than trying to go out and. And, and, and do these interviews, and uh, especially when you have, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And you can call it or say to me, and I know I'm going to get a lot of emails and phone calls on this, but Jim, that's kind of age discrimination. Yeah, I get real. It is. It's a real deal, regardless of what the law says. It's a fact. It's a reality. So, you know, you just got to come to grips with that. So if you're in that age category, step back and uh, take a look at some of the things that you believe 
that you're good at and go within your center of influence and uh, go out there and um, start your own little business. And uh, I, I, I certainly believe that's uh, that's good good advice. So we got to get a quick break in. Uh, so hang with me. I'll be back in 45. This segment is brought to you by 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit. 12 O'Clock High is one of the undisputed best movie classics of all time. It is also one of the best business learning tools available. The movie rated number one by top executives for its influence on their management style. Now, the inspiration of the 12 O'Clock High Leadership and Management Summit. An innovative one-day event and 30-day follow-up where you will quickly see what's working and not working on the front lines of your company and in your own leadership style. Learn more at 12high.com. That's 12high.com. Okay, thank you. We're back. Uh, Let's take a look at uh, uh, the retirement. We were talking about uh, prior to the break, uh, 55 and over, a strategy that I believe is a strong strategy is to determine uh, what you do best and look at uh, developing your own uh, home business versus uh, going out and, um, and and trying to compete in the job market. Like I said, I know I'm going to get a lot of emails, a lot of feedback on that, but that's my personal opinion. Retirement, I don't know. Uh, Everybody's worried worried about retirement. Uh, 32% of the people surveyed, or at least say that they are, and not confident and that they're going to have enough income or assets uh, to finance their retirement. That's a huge concern, huge, huge, huge concern. Uh, so you know we're going to be working longer to be able just to pay the bills and to get by. Well, I don't know. That's that's a sad deal for me. And but we're no different. Everybody's everybody's been affected by this uh, this this downturn in a severe way. Now, and thirty two percent. I might add that this is up some twenty five percent from two thousand and nine, especially from this uh, age group sixty two and older who are still working, uh, and 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 they have see no 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 sight in the end. Believe that they're going to be working forever. Well, thank goodness for science and health that we are living longer, <laughs> right? So we got the ability to work longer, and um, and so I, I guess there's always a, a silver lining in, in in some respects. And also, workers in their fifties, about six and ten, say they have. Uh, they have no choice. They're going to continue to work, and uh, I know I've been working since I was eight, <laughs> collecting bottles and selling them to try to put uh, buy uh, milk for my um, um, my sisters and brothers as a throwaway kid in rural South Carolina. So, uh, so I've been working all my life, and uh, and 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 we're all going to uh, we're all in the same boat unless you're in that uh, high income. We've all been affected. Now. I want to take a further look and just throw this out for your consideration as well. Uh, and I've already uh, voiced a strong opinion of how I believe that the, the government and the banking industry should look at the home, home ownership. About half of all homeowners uh, say that the value of their homes, uh, you know, has tremendously declined. You might say, "Oh, Jim, we know that." Well, it, it's it's very interesting because. Uh, that's one of the foundations of our economy, and that was one of the uh, part of the American dream is for everyone to be able to be a homeowner. If we take this away, we're stripping. So uh, this this is serious. If we we we've got to do everything within our collective power is to be able to finally get all of this bad stuff off the market, get it down, get rid of it, start developing new inventory. And, and 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 start going forward so people can con- continue to uh, reach part of that American dream in home ownership. Now, it's also uh, a sad and, and and part of the issues that we looked at in the domestic uh, violence uh, segment of the show uh, last week. You know, if 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 you're not 
if you're not able to provide, uh, it, it, it's just amazing what it does to your self-confidence. And the expectations. Uh, majority of, of Americans, uh, we want each and every generation uh, to be better than the last. We always say that we want to leave more uh, more for our children and our grandchildren, and, and this is this building block that we've been um, uh, developing since uh, since the beginning of our our country. Uh, but to be able to say that we have a diminished look, uh, you know, that's that's difficult, and that's the reason we've got to take a strong leadership position. Because in my belief, the generations that are here, the um, uh, the technology generation or the Gen X's and Y's and all those different terminologies, uh, I think they're, they're, they're the ones that's going to come and we're going to continue to build. And we're certainly going to come out of this thing, this thing being in recession, but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, we we got some challenges uh, ahead by uh, no, no question about that. Now, it is also uh, interesting as we look at the uh, partisan switch, uh, and and throughout the decades of the 2000s, it was interesting that the Republicans were significantly more upbeat than the Democrats about the state of the economy. Now, that pattern has reversed uh, across six different measures of confidence in both personal finance and the national economy. Democrats are are, are 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 now much more upbeat than the Republicans, even though they have uh, lower incomes and less wealth, and have suffered more job losses during this recession. I found that fascinating. Yeah, and it, and it should, to be sure, the Republicans have had to endure their own distinctive mix of recession-related hardships as well. I mean, we're all affected. So once again, I'm not. I'm, I'm just quoting some of the things that we find from 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 our studies, right? They are more likely than Democrats to say that their household has lost value, and 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 because they are more likely than Democrats to have investments in the stock markets, the Republicans are. That's what I'm speaking of. They have been more exposed to volatile swings and up and down. So this is just interesting, interesting uh, uh, data. Interesting. So I just wanted to uh, shed some light, uh, as we do each and every week, on some of the, some of these issues that we're faced with, and with the intent is just keep them out in front, uh, let everybody uh, know that uh, there is some um, uh, light at the end of the tunnel here. Okay. Now. And this next segment, we're going to get another break in here. We're going to come back in this next segment, and we're going to talk about uh, the impact and uh, Steve Jobs. Okay, so stay with us, and we'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course. Looking for clarity of purpose? What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course can help you define your goals and vision. Start living your life on purpose. Living on purpose is about joy. Living on purpose is about intention. Living on purpose is about personal transformation and continued growth. What's My Purpose Life Mastery Course 2.0 helps you address finances, relationships, spiritual growth, physical and mental health. You'll reclaim your personal power and get your life on track to attain true success. Learn more at whatsmypurpose.com. Thank you, and we're back. So, remaining time uh, we have today, uh, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Steve Jobs. And as I say, each and every show, um, there's coverage from all corners of the world, and and, and that's okay. Um, but on October the 6th, 2011, in my mind, and this is CM's personal opinion, my mind, we lost a huge, huge uh, visionary, 
and a great leader in uh, the private sector. So let's take a look uh, at Steve Jobs for a moment. And and you that have been following me for uh, all these years, you know my belief, and uh, a lot of you have attended our one-year circle success uh, program and our 12 o'clock high programs, what's our purpose, and all these things that we do. That's how we make our living and feed our family. Uh, you know my beliefs about visionary leaders and attributes of leaders and uh, you heard me use the term right person, right job, right time. What's it take to be uh, a leader? Are they born leaders or made? And so so I, I, I just wanted to uh, vi- revisit that, or, or I should say visit those attributes a little bit as it relates to uh, Steve Jobs' concern. Now, I'm going to start off, and uh, I mean, we all know that Steve Jobs – 70, in 1976, we started Apple, right? So, so we, so we know that, and we moved ahead. But I am not going to dig as much into that at the beginning, as I want to talk about uh, when he came back to Apple in 1999 uh, after basically being fired uh, and went on and 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 started Pixar or to that whole merger, and that's a show within itself. Uh, but uh, sometimes we don't talk about Steve Jobs as it relates to Pixar as much, but that's that's a huge success story, and that was his interim prior to coming back in 1999 uh, to uh, Apple. And at that time, I mean, Apple was on death's door, if you will. I mean, they were in trouble, uh, huge trouble. And as you look from a market cap perspective, from when he came back to uh, Death's Door in '99, and 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 I'm going to lay this information. I'm going to say June 30th of 2011. Look, it's the market cap, kind of worldwide, and Exxon is hanging out there in the number one position. Uh, Petro China is hanging out in number two position, and Apple is hanging out in number three position of market caps. Uh, you know, Apple above. Uh, Microsoft and GE and Intel and all—it's just absolutely phenomenal. How does this happen? Well, leaders—I uh, mean, we all know that uh, uh, Steve—you know—he has a unique, recognizable quality. He has a lot of charisma, uh, and 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 uh, in, in, in my leadership program. Uh, I asked a question to the students, uh, uh, position power or charisma power? And and what i uh, going to say about that is position power is people ended up in a box on an organizational chart, just happened to get there but don't belong there, okay? And the charisma power is where that particular attribute that people have, and you want to follow them uh, and, 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 and support and want to be part of that team. Now, the traits, as I analyze, looking at, and what can we say about uh, Steve Jobs? And uh, so it's, it's take a look at some of the attributes or the traits. And one of the things that uh, that Steve said over and over and over, knowing what you want before you want it. That's very interesting. For you, once again, that know me and work with me, you hear me say a lot, Making the invisible visible, right? So if we interchange the two, so knowing what you want before you know it—that is a huge, huge uh, deal. And I also suggested in the previous segment, you know, for the fifty-five or above, if you're looking, uh, if you need to find a job. So I think if you listen to these particular attributes, some of the things that you need to put in place to be able to put money on the table, you can learn from. Um, Steve Jobs and others and some of our, our different programs. So knowing what you want before you want it. Now, there's no secret that Jobs was not a fan of market research. He, he just didn't do that, right? And and as he always said, you can't just ask the customer what they want, uh, then try to give it to them. By the time you get it built, <laughs> they'll want something else new. And And I love that quote. 
and and it's so true. So that's where the visionary and uh, and I'll also point out at this time, not everything that uh, Jobs did uh, was a home run. So this is part of the uh, part of the deal of being an entrepreneur. You know, I've had failures, I've crashed and burned, and it's just a matter of you getting up. The perseverance and the character that you have to get up on a daily basis, and that's what we need more than anything in America today, is the character to get up, get up, get up, and keep going, and having that confidence in yourself. It's, it, and I know it's hard when you get shut down, but you've got to have that confidence in yourself. Now, Instead of doing the market focus, uh, he relied on his own instinct. And you hear me talk about your gut feel a lot. And in our What's My Purpose Life Mastery course, this is one of the things that we're doing through our 12-week process that we take people through, is to how to teach them to listen to their uh, instincts, how to recognize those unique talents that they have, and then understanding the skills that they need to enhance in order to support the talents in order to move them ahead and, and, and to that quality of life that they choose. That's what it's all about. This is what we're here to do, and this is what we do. And I just found it fascinating, fascinating. And how many times have I said that? Now, before the iPod appeared in 2001, okay, what a, what, what a deal. And look at the run since 2001 to the day. Uh, you know, there was no, relatively no interest in this uh, MP3 music. Right, I mean, and and I can say this at, at, at this time. I mean, look at the industry that was created as a result of the, of, of Jobs as visionary and and the ability to get that team around him that from a technical standpoint and to be able to bring this stuff to uh, fruition. Now, like I said, uh, prior to two thousand and one. Uh, you had the Walkman, the Sony, and they just kind of went away when this came by. MP3 music players. Now, those products were just chunky, and you remember, you know, you take a briefcase to carry one of those things, and hard to use. Uh, just, just wasn't a good thing. So, Jobs' vision uh, and, and appealing to people love gadgets, such as the iPhone iPod and later the iPhone and iPad uh, publicly people the public engaged these things right they they really engaged them so his ability uh, as a salesman and a lot of people hear that word they think that's a bad word that is not a bad word you're selling every day of the week you're selling yourself and your confidence with the idea that you have something to offer to help someone else's life be better, and it's going to put more revenue in their bank account to help to continue to support the quality of the life that they choose. That's what it's all about. Steve Jobs also um, would say, I mean, Ford is one of the richest men in the world. Uh, it was very interesting how he uh, portrayed that, at least as we know from the public, right? I don't know uh, uh, Jobs personally. Uh, just like you from 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 a distance, and I certainly have uh, became a uh, convert to all of his products. I think we have one of everything that they produce now uh, <laughs> that we own, and and it's just phenomenal. Okay, but it, it it's just amazing how as he went about his work, and and another attribute that I will kind of term the the reality of Distortion. Okay. Now, I think I need, I'm going to drill down on that. Um, he had a, this unique ability to work a crowd, right? To, just to work a crowd. He could build excitement around technologies, which sometimes were either new nor world changing. So, is that ability to, uh, to build this excitement where you wanted to be part of it. You did not want to be left out. So he had this unique ability uh, to take the most unheard of thing, create this huge buzz that allowed this run from 2001 today to come to number three market cap in the world. 
phenomenal, phenomenal, okay? Now, when the uh, iPad 2 was launched, a large part you know, his presentation, you know, these famous presentations do it the, up in San Francisco in the Moscone Center, which become more like a rock star event, <laughs> people camping out to get in. Uh, the presentation was dedicated uh, to the device's, you know, smart cover, right? And a square of vinyl with magnetic hinges. So he could talk about these small things and get you so excited, right? Yet, it got huge media coverage. So I'm just giving an example. As you are looking at, uh, you know, trying to increase your quality of life or trying to get this job, the reason I'm going into this depth about Steve Jobs is to try to bring it and, and learn from from a master. And you can pick up some of these attributes. Go to school. You go to school on another successful person and 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 put your own unique talents to work, okay? To work. Now, it was amazing. Uh as he did these launches, uh, even the more seasoned, hard-nosed journalists were not immune. I mean, they they fell under the spell as well. And with many findings that it took them several hours to recover time to fully make sense of his announcements. Unique ability. Uh, go back and study some of the videos on, on his launches, and you'll see what, what I'm talking about. Now, another thing in the attributes of a leader that I am always uh, talking about in our programs is what I call image. Uh, Brandon. You've heard me talk about Brandon, and Brandon is not a word that's unique to the world's uh, most influential or the richest. You have a unique brand. The way you talk, the way you walk, the way you look, everything about you is a brand. Now, that brand can either be positive or negative, right? So you've got to be careful. So what is the brand? Now, you notice he, he made a shift. Uh, when he came back to um, uh, Apple, and that's what we call his uniform, right? What was he in? Jeans, uh, black uh, turtleneck, uh, and some type of, I'm going to use the term Nikes or Reeboks or whatever, uh, tennis shoes, uh, <laughs> trying to find the right word there. Uh, that, that, that was his uniform. And so that, once again, when you see that, you can recognize immediately. That's the brand. That's what it's presented. So for you, you must have a brand. You must have this image that people can recognize who you are, so they want to want to follow you and your, you know, and to buy your products and services. For now, it was amazing. Uh, his uh, Levi's, and it's even it's even amazing how we as a public even get down to what the model was on Levi. Levi five hundred one. Well, what did that do for the uh, <laughs> Levi's sales of 501? Everybody wants some, right? So this is what we're talking about and tying uh, opportunities together uh, for the folks that are listening to the show today. Regardless of where you are in the world, if you're looking to uh, you know, gain employment, if you're looking to increase your, uh, your revenue top line and bottom line and retain earnings in your business – Everything is a learning opportunity. Everything has a point, and to make sure that we are learning from the best. Okay? Now, it was amazing that when uh, Jobs does not appear to have spoken publicly about his choice of clothing, it's amazing. He didn't say anything about that. It just was. Now, I'm going to go back for a moment. It's just kind of history go back to 1980 uh, you know he, he he would regularly make public appearances in and in, in his flashy suit so go back to the 1980 and his Italian suits and tailored and he was just coming out of GQ if you will now and was even known to wear you know this colorful bow tie so go back once again he's always had this image right so it's very interesting how he came back in 99 and 2000 and 2001 and was uh, decided to the jeans and the Levi's and the black turtlenecks and so on and so forth. Now, 
Another attribute that I uh, need to kind of, because we got about 15 minutes left in today's show. Man, I just love, uh, time just flies, doesn't it? So I want to thank everybody for um, uh, continuing to make the show, and we're just growing by leaps and bounds, so thank you. So another attribute that he had, an attribute that you need to uh, develop, and regardless of where, what we say, right brain or left brain, uh, everybody's going to have attention to detail. Uh, attention to detail is absolutely critical. In the details. It's in the details. It's all the behind the scenes, the uh, the hours that are spent in details. I spend hours and hours and hours in every program that I do, I prepare. Even if it's uh, for a one-hour radio show, the amount of hours spent behind the scenes that no one that no one ever sees, will ever know, that goes into preparation. It's being prepared, right? That's what, what's the old thing. It's uh, lucky as uh, preparation, but junction of opportunity. <laughs> so it's that preparation, and it's that discipline, and it's that perseverance that you need to continue to go forward. Okay? So attention to detail was a huge deal uh, for Steve Jobs. Um, huge deal. Uh, so I just got, if you're not detail oriented, and I see this a lot, people start, stop, start, stop. And, and this is what we see a lot for people never achieve, even in the best economies, achieve what they want out of life because they never make a decision. Uh, Norman Vincent Peale, I think that was his favorite, uh, favorite, uh, comment. Um, people, people never succeed because they never make a decision or do something to stick with it. You're going to have failures. You're going to lose. I've had I've had failure, 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 failure. But you got to be. You're learning from each and every one. And if you continue to uh, maintain confidence, and if you're learning from those uh, failures, then you're on the right track. Okay. Now, another thing, if you uh, if you see my circle of success, you'll see the image that we have, uh, and when I'm talking about vision, mission, and values, okay? Let's talk about values and philosophy just a little bit. Now, uh, Jobs, is no no question, even though he was uh, born in 1955, uh, was a product of the 60s and the, and the 70s in his counterculture California, all right? Now, it's interesting, as a, as a young man, he traveled to India and, and stayed in the ashrams. Um, once again, uh, people that know me and know my What's My Purpose program, I use the term spiritual. And uh, so I'm always on that spiritual spiritual journey of how to be the best, become the best me that I can be. So uh, Jobs did the same thing. Uh, he traveled to India and stayed in the ashram, and he studied Eastern philosophy. And and that would continue throughout his life, and and I agree with that. And and he 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 remained a Buddhist for the rest of his life. So that was just a his philosophy and his lifestyle. And even uh, during his uh, sickest days, uh, he he really supported holistic uh, support. And that's one of the things that I, I, I want to bring to light as well. Holistic uh, Eastern Eastern medicines and uh, how. Uh, these uh, the mind and the body and the energy uh, and, and if you're not uh, aware or if you think that's just voodoo shame on you take a look at it there's many ways and the body is a phenomenal machine that has the ability to heal itself uh, and and I mean by that I mean there are certain diseases and just um, the amount of time uh, you know, from this the cancer to eat away at Steve Jobs is uh, is just amazing. Now, just a few more words and about this Steve Jobs. If you if you haven't seen this interview, I'd encourage you to do it. Actually, we I, I posted it on our blog at cosradioblog.com. Cosradioblog.com. I posted a video on the blog. Uh, where Steve Jobs was doing the commencement address in 2005 at Stanford. Profound. Uh, where he's talking about, uh, you know, living your purpose, if you will. And 
that's one of the places that we always start. Uh, what is your purpose? Are you are you doing the things that you are meant to do, and not doing the things that someone else think you should be doing? So it's it's ex- extremely inspiring uh, to be able to uh, view that video, and I encourage you to do so. Now, it's also very interesting that uh, that he uh, admitted using LSD and, I mean, all the other things. And he, he called that experience one of the two or the three most important things I've ever done in my life. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm just quoting uh, from what he was saying. Um, so he also, uh, you know, looking at money, and and I, I think I can say this safely, just my my view, okay, that it mattered. And I love this quote. And it's a quote that he was uh, being interviewed by some Wall Street by the Wall Street Journal. And he quote, he said, Being the richest man in the cemetery doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I agree with that. Doesn't matter to me. Going to bed at night saying we've done something wonderful. That matters to me. God, I love that. No no stronger words on my mind has ever been spoken. I believe that to my core as to what we can do for other people. And if we allow this to become contagious in our belief system and what we can do for other people. Now, I also support you know having huge wealth and what you can do with this huge wealth i can assure you today you know we've said goodbye in this life steve jobs is going in this life as we know it so did he take all of his stuff with it no it's just legacy is what we're talking about so for you, yes, you know, I, I, I love money, not money itself, but what it can do for a quality of life and what you can do with excess in a positive way for other people. Poverty. We're, we're talking about all the hardships and the drug abuse and the domestic violence and the wars and all that for folks that are so blessed with abundance. What we could do uh, as a private uh, sector, as private individuals, uh, to influence a better quality of life around the world, starting at your home front, your 20-mile radius of your front door of your house, doing reach-outs and, and, and doing more stuff. So it's just not for our government to solve all of our problems. matter of fact, they are some of the problems. So I, I, I just want you to... Uh, to, to really come to grasp with your unique talents that you have. And if you are feeling uh, down and if you if the bills are, are, you know, are, are just piling up, and to be able to have that confidence to stand up and to go out and to uh, uh, try something new, and, and and learn from these wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, role models that we have. Okay. Now, I'm going to spend the remaining uh, time that we have in the show today. Uh, but I I want to. Uh, we, we need to get in one break because I think it's so. Uh, I found this piece, and I'm going to play it for you. Uh, I think it's really important based on this uh, subject that we've been talking about. And uh, so I'm going to get this in, and I'm going to come right back to wrap up the show. So I want you to make sure you hear this. A few words. A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth all the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. 
These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. Can I go now? My dog wants to play. Oh, yeah. Play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I love that, and I just wanted to make sure that we got that. I think it's so appropriate, and I'm such a supporter of the uh, uh, foundation and the values.gov. So I, I just wanted to pass that on to you. Okay, we have four minutes and 56 seconds. So I want to share uh, some things that we have into working for upcoming shows. Uh, you may remember a wonderful inter- interview that I uh, had with uh, Dr. Ted Lewis, the, uh, the director of uh, Center for uh, Defense and Security, part of the Home- Homeland uh, uh, Defense Department here at the Naval Postgraduate School and uh, NPS. We have been uh, working with uh, staff and uh, his wonderful, wonderful communications person, uh, Heather Isseron, and uh, David O'Keefe and others at the center. And uh, they have such wonderful, talented um, uh, professors. and uh, So we've come up with a series of shows that we're going to be doing. Here, for example, we're working on a show that uh, and, and I'm just going to, it's not necessarily going to be the end title, but I just wanted to give you a preview of what we're looking at coming, coming in the future here. Uh, shows about thinking strategically and why questions are important. So we're going to be dealing with some of that. And we're going to be dealing with how to work with government officials. We talk about on the show over and over and over about getting involved. So we're going to be bringing some wonderful, uh, talented people to the show that's experts in there. And we're going to talk about uh, civics, uh, the necessary and why you should be involved in serious civics, if you will. We're going to be looking at uh, border issues, the immigration issues. We're going to be looking at um, uh, the drug issue, Mexico, the cartels. Uh, we're going to take a uh, show. We're going to take a look at the gang activity, uh, not only in, in, in our back door, the Salinas area and other parts of the country, uh, deal with that. We're going to be doing a show on the, uh, the global jihad uh, threat. Uh, so we're going to be uh, drilling down on that in terrorism. Uh, we're going to uh, do a show on public and private partnerships, uh, citizens action network, and uh, also one on and get to faith-based uh, partnerships uh, and community preparedness, if you will, and preparation. Uh, we've got an upcoming show on that. We have a show uh, that we're going to be doing on social media and technology. And also a show on social entrepreneurship and corporate responsibility. Uh, that we, and so we 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 got all these things in the works, and I'm so excited about it. And then the corporate culture, we're going to have Dr. Lewis back on the show as well in in uh, coming weeks. And then we're going to we have a show that uh, and this is no rank order. I'm just laying them out. What you know what's coming up. Uh, then on psychology of fear, uh, Phil Zambrano. Uh, absolutely uh, one of the world's experts in uh, uh, terrorism and fear and, and psychology of that. Then a very interesting show as it relates to the Arctic issues and uh, in, in, in Alaska and for his uh, uh, global warming and what's happening for as the erosion of the Arctic and as it relates to uh, security of the, of the United States. So uh, we're going to reach out, and hopefully we're going to be able to have the Admiral from the Coast Guard facility in Alaska uh, 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 on, the, on the show, on the upcoming shows as well. So we've got a lot, a lot of great stuff that um, uh, that we're working on, and uh, we will keep you posted. and uh, And I'm, I'm just so excited about this work that we are doing together. Together is you. So, as you can hear from this uh, annoying 60 seconds, we've got to figure out a way to get her to stop doing that. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I just want to say thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for uh, your continued support. Uh, and I really, really appreciate you spending your time with us, uh, where you're live or where you're listening to the rebroadcast or the archives. I will be back uh, next week. 
So once again, this is Jim White. I am your host, and you've been listening to Circle of Success Radio. And we will talk to you next week. You've been listening to Jim White's Circle of Success Radio. Please visit our website, jlwhiteinternational.com. Join us next time as Jim White brings it all together on Jim White's Circle of Success Radio.